Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 243, Managing the Currents of Our Life. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you're on the world. It's good to be back with you. And it's good to be back home. I've just had a lovely trip around what is known as the Four Corners, four states coming together just north of where we live. And this is in the USA. And I hope you've been managing the intense energies that have been happening as Jupiter moves into Taurus, Mars moves into Leo, Pluto is still just in Aquarius, but is moving backwards. So we had an opposition between Mars and Pluto and squaring Jupiter, what we call a T-square. And this has been in very intense energy, lots of tension, maybe people pushing against each other, as I described before, but also a powerful time of asserting yourself, finding your own individuality. Why am I here on this planet? What does it mean to be me? So I wonder how you felt empowered this last week. I wonder how you're feeling and whether or not you're feeling the currents of your life becoming stronger. And the reason I decided to use this metaphor, I could use the other ones, is that when my friend and I were traveling, we eventually got to a place called Canyon de Chez. And this is really a beautiful canyon that has within it this amazing sandstone spire, 700 feet spire, known as the spider rock. And to the Navajo people, this is seen as representing the grandmother spider, a very sacred site. And so when you're looking at this spire, which is really standing in the middle of this canyon and around which the water currents flow or the river flows, you really get this idea of this energy of the spider grandmother weaving these different boulders, the different cliffs, the canyons, the valleys, Monument Valley, all of these wonderful sandstone images have been created by wind and by water. And really, I could just see her choosing, what should we create now? And in the beginning, in the beginning, this was a seabed. So first of all, this was all underwater. And I think when we go to places like this and we see, as I say, huge monument stones or carved out stones, we say, wow, isn't that amazing? We see this maybe trickle of water going through a canyon. And we don't realize, just like the Grand Canyon, that originally this was above water. This was a seabed without hence the sandstone or the limestone you might see. And so just get this idea that in the beginning was the water, was the great sea, the darkness as it's seen in the Bible. And then onto that Bible came light. Well, that's very true. There's sort of, in the beginning, we are this watery essence, this ocean of possibilities. So see it in a very positive way that in the beginning, there's a mountain or an ocean of possibilities into which direction you may wish to go. And 
we land in the ocean in many ways. We, as our higher self, say, okay, I'm going to land in that ocean and I'm going to play in the, those currents and I'm going to follow those paths. And our higher self is directing the traffic, the way we go, in exactly the same way as Grandmother Spider does it. And so we are informing the earth, the waters, through our intention. We're literally bringing into form, that's what the meaning of the word information means, we're bringing into form something that then we say, this is my life. And the Asian part of the inform is the frequency we're using or the energy or the emotion. So every time, do you remember, intention plus frequency equals manifestation. So we have a thought, we put some energy into it, and here we have out of this ocean of possibilities, these new forms, these new manifestations, these new expressions of ourselves. And when we are expressing ourselves in this way, really important to understand that the only reason we're doing this is to know ourselves. Remember, man, know thyself or know thyself, which is the enlightenment. So that I inform my world, I bring into manifestation something. And then by seeing what I've manifest, I know who I am. And I think that second step is often lost, that sense of resonance. Ah, that's who I am. I created that book. I did that podcast. It's not the podcast that matters. It's how I see myself through my expressions, whether that's your children, whether or not that's your relationship, through your job, through anything. It's not that that is important. It's how you understand and know yourself better. So we inform in order to know ourselves. So here we are with this ocean that was covering all this vast area, as I say, involves Utah, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, and many other places. But in this particular, there was a huge sea here. And then the water started to evaporate or disappear down to the oceans through the various rivers. And starting, you can only imagine how that must have been for people because suddenly they say, oh, we can live on this hill or we can live on this mountain or this island that pokes out from the, the sea. Well, now we're looking at it and say, well, hang on, it isn't an island because now the river is so far away, it's actually just part of the mesa or the mountains that we see around us. Just imagine watching that sea start to disappear and how the people would build first of all at the top and then obviously as the sea dissolved and disappeared, they would build lower and lower down and then there would be a river, but the river was very small, so then they started building up again to get closer to the water. It's kind of an interesting journey because that's what I saw was happening is that the houses were built closer and closer to the river because from the sea there became a river. And then as the river dried up, you had to start climbing up again because the source of water that many of the indigenous people used in this area actually came from rain. So then they said, ah, we have to be tie up so we can collect that rain as it drips down into our caves. So this movement of people up and down, depending if it's a sea, a river, or the rain that you're dependent on, because we are always dependent on some level on water, 
or the source of water. And then we, then we leave that area and we go somewhere else. And that's what I could see in the mythology of this land. So many thousands of people that lived there at various times, large groups, small groups, over at least 5,000 years. But they had moved. They'd moved according to the land, the weather, the water supply, et cetera, et cetera. And it really told their story within this rock formations that I saw, or the water formations. And I think that's true of us all. And this is why it's so important to understand our own heritage, to understand where did we come from? Not just, oh, I came from Britain or Germany or Scandinavia or wherever your ancestors may have come from. Why did you come from there? What caused them to move? What, if I may say, mythology did they bring with them? What stories, what baggage did they bring with them? And did that baggage, those stories, then influence the new currents that they were creating in their life, the way they moved around the land? Did they move with the river? Did they try and go higher than the river? Did they, did they move around boulders or did they experience those boulders? Because that's what I saw in the land. You have boulders, what some called monuments. You have sandstone images that look like something that we could all make up. But were they, your, were they a boulder that you had allowed yourself to move around? Or was this a trophy or something that you had done? Did you follow the stream? And there were some amazing streams we were saying, or rivers, which were very serpentine. Or did you just cut across the land and not follow a path? Did you find yourself in a valley or a cul-de-sac in your life and have to do what our sat-nav or our GPS says? When possible, take a U-turn, make a U-turn. I love that statement. She's really wanting to say, why are you going in the wrong direction? She, but instead, she says, when possible, make a U-turn. <laughs> or turn left, turn left, turn left, when you, she really knows you've gone in the wrong direction. So where have you or I been in our lives where we found ourselves needing to make a U-turn because we thought we were following the stream or the river, but it actually became a dried up stream or it became an eddy that we couldn't get out of. You understand? So we've all been in this situation where we thought we were going in the right direction and we maybe have been following other people. And then we found it was getting drier and drier or we were feeling we were further and further away from our own truth. And this is what I really wanted to share with you today. So I'm bringing this idea together that we all have made choices in this life as to which currents to follow, which, which streams to follow, which rivers. But they've also been influenced by our mythologies, the stories that we both carried into this life from maybe past lives or other lives, but also the stories we were born into. Which, which family stories did we wish to take on board? And do they still work for us? And we were very aware how, obviously, as you move into different tribal lands, you hear the different stories, depending on the mythologies that have been taught. But if you take time and literally go down, as I say, in that cliff edge or that cliff face 
and say, yes, but that's at that level, I could say 1800s. What happened here in 1500s? What happened here in 1300s? What happened here 2000 years ago? What happened here 5000 years ago? Because we're not just one layer. Many, none of us are. And if you've ever had your DNA looked at, you'll find yourself, wow, I moved from here to there to here. One minute I may have been a landowner, next minute I was a slave, next minute I was a Viking, next minute I was a, uh, worked on, you know, in the fields. It doesn't matter, that's my, a bit of my own story. But we're never one thing. And I think that if we try and define ourselves as only one thing and stay with that one story, then we truly are in a cul-de-sac or a valley or we're not going anywhere. And I could feel that in the land, there were places where there was a vibrancy, an activity. A, you could feel the people who lived around this had dreams and were living those dreams. And there were those who seemed to be stuck and had lost that dream. And not only were lost in their dream, but they also weren't even participating in their own lives almost as if they were extras in a film. They were never the main player. So are you an extra in your life or are you the main player? And if you're the main player, it's really important to celebrate, as I always am saying, celebrate the part you're playing. And you can only do that by resonating with your achievements. And that is never about being proud or arrogant. It's about, yes, this is what my God-given rights, my great mother rights, asked me to do, to live fully. And when I am the main player in my life, I then have choices as to whether I'm actually going to go in this direction or not. When I'm just an extra, when I'm just, if I may say, a victim to a story, I can never change the current of my life. And we often find ourselves facing boulders, I mean, literally huge sandstone boulders and saying, I can't get around this. And as I say, sometimes that means, sometimes it's not about getting around it. Sometimes we just have to go back, go back the direction we've come. Have we got the courage to do that? And I've seen that in part of uh, the illness known as ME in Britain and fibromyalgia in other countries, chronic fatigue syndrome, is often that we're living away from our soul's path. I like to see it like a V-shaped. So we've made a choice to go up one part of that V when really our soul is calling us to come on the other V. And the further we get away from our soul's choice, our higher self's choices, we get tireder, we get more depressed, we get more, more less interested in life. So... What happens is, and I've seen this so many times in different clients I've worked with, sometimes we have to admit we're on the wrong track and actually retrace our steps before we can get well again. We have to say, I'm on the wrong path. And sometimes we stay in a situation because we're so proud, if I'm going to use that word proud, we're so proud of what we've achieved, even though we know we're not on the right path. And part of our problem is our pride in the fact that we've wasted that time doing something which we knew wasn't true to us. We weren't maybe following that soul message, that intuition. 
So we beat up on ourselves and say, oh, why didn't I do anything? Well, that's not important. Just retrace your steps. Just go back along that river. It's okay. And even if you decide to go back down and up escalator, you'll get there eventually to the bottom again. We've all done that. Other people might say you're crazy. You're going against the flow. Sometimes we need to do that. Because we've got to get back to the place of the new start, the new beginning. Instead of just constantly going round and round in a story, telling ourselves we can't change, this is the way it is, people did this to us, the world is like this. If, the, if our stories are bleeding us dry, if our stories are not fulfilling us, we've got to let go of the story. And those stories, as I say, we might have bought, brought with us or made it come in from other lives or even back seven generations in our family. We've got to go back and say, what are the stories that are, could be opportunities in my life but have become boulders? And where am I not finding new ways to navigate these rivers? And sometimes we just need to stop and say, I have no idea where I'm going. Maybe I just need to let go. And as I love listening to different mythologies around the world, it's easy for me to hear almost which chakra is being fed. So you could hear the survival one, which is very much a base chakra, nothing wrong with needing to survive. But when it's over and over about poverty consciousness or abandonment or rejection, you know that this is such uh, an issue that the fire is going out in the base chakra. And it can never be fed enough. Not enough money can ever come in to bring that energy back. We have to reconnect almost with that spider grandmother and say, okay, let's start again. And be fired up by her energy, her sandstone, her red sandstone, and say, I got to do something different. That warrior energy needs to be used for, for your own good rather than against something. And then we have that solar plexus fire where many religions have put that fire out by saying you're, you need to feel guilty, you shouldn't be prideful, you shouldn't be this way, you need, you're on a spiritual path, you're not there yet, you, I'm better than you. All of this hierarchical nonsense these imperfections, you're not perfect. I, we were hearing some of those stories. We're already perfect. We're here to express that perfection here on earth. And anybody who tells you less is actually just stealing your energy, vampiring. So bringing that sense of, yes, I am perfect in my form and I'm here to express that through many different ways, some of which I'll find myself needing to backtrack. Sometimes I'll find a boulder. But that's okay, that's life. That's what creates life, is not necessarily making a mistake, but trying things out and then making different choices. And then at the throat chakra, that fire of expression through our voice, through our willingness to manifest, to inspire. Again, that fire can be put out when nobody is listening but we have to listen to ourselves. It's not about having an audience. It's about having an expression. So learning about our own fires, our own willingness to move, our own willingness to be flexible, 
not running away from things that are challenging, but also not just keep hitting our heads against brick walls. And understanding that everybody's mythologies are different. In other words, we've all got different aspects of the wholeness. And they're in our DNA. And as our DNA is being activated by the cosmic energy coming in, et cetera, as I described, it's also activating those belief systems, those parts of our beliefs where we can say, you know, I know my family gave me these genes. That's not what I want to activate. And in, in, in truth, I should say, it's not what I want to express. So there's a lot being activated for us to say that is not going to be expressed. I can put that book back in the, the library. I don't need to read it now. It's about knowing it and then choosing whether or not this is the expression you want to bring to this life. And that's true, as I've said, of the darker aspects of ourselves that are still in our DNA. They will always be. That's who we are. But hiding from them or running from them is not the answer. It's saying, oh, here's, yeah, I remember that part of me. That can go back in the library or in the closet, as I like to say. Mythologies are being really kicked into action at this time. Every time you might see something in the media, it's really not saying that's the truth. It's saying, and how do you feel about that truth? What fears arise? What comes up when you hear that? And again, if you have an emotional reaction to something, it's something you need to pay attention to. Of course, the big ones are the fear of death, the fear of this, the fear of that. So understanding is like, okay, how do I work with this? What is it I actually fear? Not just taking it on the surface level. And as I was traveling with the indigenous people or traveling around their land, I was listening to different stories. And it reminded me of the story with, that I know I've told before in the podcast about being in New Zealand as a doctor. And we thought we were bringing wonderful Western medicine uh, as we were to this hospital. It was a modern hospital. But for the Maori people, they had much deeper mythologies that were going to be a problem to them than I could see in my more Western mind. So we would be giving them Western medicines against bacteria and they would say, or viruses, and they would say, no, no, if a bird flies into a building through an open window, it means someone's going to die. And so they were so convinced by this mythology that when a bird did come through an open window because it was very hot, we young doctors were running up and down the ward trying to get rid of the, the bird. Go out, go out, because we would literally be losing patience as this bird flew up and down the ward. Nothing that we did would say that. Now, you might say, oh, for goodness sake, that's a ridiculous story. But how quickly did the world shut down in the belief that a virus was going to come and kill you. And you can say, oh, well, Christine, it did. Lots of people died. And yeah, but it's no different than that bird coming through the window. And then I might go to another culture that believes that demons enter a body and can kill someone. And you might say, that's ridiculous. But the whole world closed down over the COVID virus. Now the choice is, is it that I had a fear of dying? Is it that I had a fear of my loved ones dying? 
it's not the virus that killed me. It was the belief or the virus that would kill me. It's the belief. I'm going to die anyway. And my name is already on that date. Can something else make that choice to kill me? Or is it my choice to die? That's the choice we're now having. Is this, is my whole life? And you might say, that's very dramatic, Christine, but let's take it away from the level of death. Does anything have a choice to, to make you do something? Or is that your choice? And in the end of the day, it is our choice. Huge events can happen, but we've also at some level agreed to be part of that current of life. We're part of grandmother spider's web. And we can choose to be taken over by it or choose to say, okay, this is part of my journey. And that's really where we're at. And why I'm saying that is I truly know that we're going to soon be facing that next wave of fear, which is going to be about ETs and star people coming in. We are being attacked. Or maybe there's going to be another virus. Who knows? But the success of being able to shut down a whole world really empowered a, lot of, a number of people, let's put it that way. So what will be the next thing that will inspire us all to lock down? And will we all choose to just go along with that? And it doesn't matter if we do. The most important thing is what choice are we making? Why, what belief am I is being triggered for me to go down that path? It doesn't matter if you're scared of viruses or of ETs. That's not the issue. Is it your choice? That's the currents that we're facing at this time. More and more disruptions are going to happen. The question is, is it in line with my own current that I'm saying, fine, I can do that? Or is there a time when I need to either take, make a U-turn, retrace my steps, sometimes just step out of the water altogether until I can see where I'm truly going and not just get overwhelmed by the emotion? That's the choices we have now. And I really recommend all of us to just take time to sometimes step out of that river, sit on the bank for a while, tap into our higher self, tap into our intuition, and make a choice that is the wisest choice we can make, not only for ourselves, but for the past seven generations and the next seven to come. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.